Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The 11 to 1 show. From honey bunny to sweetie pie, having a nickname for your partner could mean that you're more content. More on this after Tina Turner. Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? It is Thursday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well. 086-1800-658. If you'd like to get in touch. Hot stuff. Lover boy. Lover girl. It's getting weird now. It's getting very, very weird. I don't do this. I don't have those kind of... It actually... (laughs) I'm recoiling as I'm saying this. It actually makes me just want to sort of die of embarrassment when I hear people, you know, with those kind of sickly, sweet, (laughs) icky-ish romantic names for each other. I, I, I can't do it. It's not really me. I can't be like... Hey, hot stuff. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. But apparently, using your own made-up language with your partner and having these kind of romantic nicknames for each other is an indication that a couple has a strong and exclusive bond. Now, look, at I'd say we definitely have a strong and exclusive bond, but I, I just can't do this. I can't be like, hey, babe, what's happening? No, I can't do it. It's not, like it's, It goes against sort of me I think maybe it's just me but apparently married couples have been posting videos on TikTok with the hashtag marriage language and it shows the secret words and phrases that they've developed between themselves over the years is this necessary in a relationship you might ask well according to Mary Johnston she's a specialist in counselling with the cord she's been chatting about this she says yeah it is kind of and it's common and inevitable. It's something probably that's gone on. It's not something new, but I suppose it's new on social media now. So she says, um, you know, couples always have had kind of pet names for one another that, you know, they may not share with others or they may not actually be aware of. So there you go. But yeah, I, pet names, no. I kind of just call him by his second name a lot of the time. You know, that's kind of what I do um, I'm trying to think does he, have any, he doesn't have any really for me uh, yeah no sometimes wifey if he wants something but again that sort of makes me just go no you're not getting whatever the thing is you're looking for whatever you want <laughs> but uh, yeah I don't I, I kind of go oh I don't know it makes me cringe you know when couples have these and they're very open with it and fair play to them this is very much a me thing it's not their fault <laughs> But I just kind of go, oh, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like I'm, you know, it's uncomfortable maybe for me or something. This sort of overpouring display of affection in terms of the sort of cheesy names that they have for each other. I'm looking at this now on uh, Line. These are the sort of top ones. I kind of mentioned a couple of them, like Honey Bunny, Sweetie Pie, this kind of stuff. Darling, you know, Darling is, is good. Uh, doll, well, Doll. 
I'm from the 1950s see no I don't know if I like that one Captain of Love random that is a bit random hot stuff I've said uh, lover boy oh, it kind of reminds me of I don't know something 80s wise maybe like Dirty Dancing or something I don't know I don't know if I'm on board with that one Rosebud which is a bit random Dream Boat as well coming up here I don't know I'm wondering is this a thing in your love bubble that you're in do you have these sort of pet names for each other if you feel like sharing let me know on 086 1800 658 yeah but this apparently all stemmed from as well an article in the New York Times that states that most people give their partner affectionate nicknames and as many as two thirds of couples use romantic baby talk to signal closeness marriage language is the natural extension of these behaviours and it says happier couples are more likely to have their own dictionary of secret words and nicknames indicative of the exclusive bond that they share so if you have this going on you have a quite a good bond apparently according to the experts now in terms of secret words yeah like we kind of that would might reference something that only me and him know from years ago or something like that like I totally would have that sort of scenario but yeah we're not going around kind of going sweetie pie darling is that bad? I'm wondering now as I'm reading this. <laughs> Messages coming in already. Keep them coming in to me. Have you got a nickname for your darling or your sweetheart that you'd like to share? Let me know. 086 1800 658. Oh, this is lovely. This is probably the best thing I've asked you to share in all of our time together. <laughs> 086-1800-658 going to get to some of your adorable romantic nicknames very very shortly and I've got music from Joel Carey and Ella Henderson on the way The 11 to 1 show Yes we are talking about adorable nicknames that you gave your husband, wife, partner uh, because apparently our made up language with our partner is an indication that a couple has a strong and exclusive bond. I'm a weirdo I just find it I, I, it's odd to me. I find uneasy when I say these things but you guys are fantastic uh, these are coming in on 086 658 Chicks, pet, darling, that's what I call my wife, says one message. Um, my ex used to call me babe. I absolutely hated it, says another message here. Bear, because my fella is like a big teddy bear. Oh, that's kind of nice. Kiddo, says this message. Um, I'm ever so slightly younger than my wife, so she calls me kiddo. Okay, that's a thing. Uh, Johnny, uh, my husband is John. I just add the E at the end to make it more affectionate. Yeah, okay, I can see that as well. I used to call my wife Margaret by, by her name. Now I call her Nana. <laughs> well, Anton, talk about it, bringing it right down to reality there. Poor Nana. Uh, somebody else. How, how about a sweetheart? I use it all the time. That's coming in from Rodney. Yeah, I, I kind of, I've heard other people call their partner sweetheart and it just fits them, if you know what I mean. And I think it's maybe people of, maybe from a certain age group can use it really well and it's lovely. It's really heartwarming, actually, when you hear that. When I got married, I was little kitten, a little hen. Then I noticed, as the years went by, the bigger the animal I became. So I left, says Betty. <laughs> I have to admit, when I read that first, that made me laugh a lot, Betty. Oh, yeah. So the animals were getting bigger as time went on for poor Betty. Yeah, okay. 
right to cut the cord with regards to that one. Absolutely. Uh, keep those coming in. What do you call, what affectionate name do you call your other half? I'd love to know. If you want to send me a voice note as well, you can. 086 1800 658. If heaven had a phone line, would I be the first one you would die? If heaven had a phone line. Joel Curry, Ella Henderson, Heaven on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's competition time. All this week I've teamed up with the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk. They have announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights. They're happening December 2nd, 8th and 9th and it includes a cocktail reception, five course festive banquet dinner and live music followed by a DJ. So full details on these superb nights are available. Fairwayshotel.ie forward slash Christmas and to celebrate... They've given us some brilliant prizes to give away on the show this week. So our daily winner gets a pair of tickets to the Christmas party night of your choice. The end of week winner wins a two-night stay with breakfast in any of the Inua collection hotels and terms and conditions do apply. Now for your chance to win, we know it is early for Christmas music, but I'm giving you one second of a number one Christmas song and you need to tell me the name of the song and the artist, please. Okay, so here is today's snippet for you. Oh, oh, you nearly said it there. Do you want to hear it again once more? Oh, what do we think? 086-1800-658. Don't forget to put your own answers on it as well. And we pick another finalist towards the end of the show. There's One Direction story of my life. I can say Fidelma Fihin. The name of the song you've given me is go- is correct, but the artist is not. So just be careful of that. 086-1800-658. Now, every time I hear this girl take to the stage, whether it's, it's on the stage or in a church to perform, she is just, I mean, goosebumps go on the back of your neck. She is just amazing. Her name is Hannah O'Brien. She's a soprano from Drogheda and she's in not one, not two, but three different operas that's happening for Wexford Opera Festival this uh, year. It's happening later on this month. We're going to catch a word with Hannah next. The 11 to 1 show. This 72nd annual Wexford Festival Opera is back and with over 70 events jammed into just 13 days, this promises to be a big hit once again this year with music lovers. Andrade born soprano, the award-winning Hannah O'Brien will be performing this year. Hannah has been delighting audiences with her powerful singing voice from a very early age and she's just won the Danone Young Outstanding Female Artist Award and I'm delighted she's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Hannah? All good, all good. I'm... I'm just stepped out of a rehearsal uh, so you might be able to hear singing in the background Oh fantastic, we love a little bit of singing in the background, love that and thank you so much for taking the time out I have to say massive congratulations this was a very recent win for you Denone Young Outstanding Female Artist Award pretty big award to receive you must be delighted I'm so, so thrilled Um, it's such an honour to win it and it's such a relief Um, it's a bursary as well so uh, it will help me to pay for things like singing lessons, which we always continue to do. It'll help me pay for practice rooms and it'll just like take the edge off because it is quite expensive to try at this stage of the career to, to try keep it going. So I'm really delighted. Oh, that's fantastic. And were you, was it a tough competition? Were you up against a lot of uh, really talented people? Yes. So it's, it's a competition for all of the female uh, artists in the 
Wexford Factory, which is a young artist program. Um, so they're all fantastic. Like we're, we're all here together at the same mm. standard. And um, I, I was really, really like overwhelmed to receive the award. Well, apparently the judges were overwhelmed as well because apparently your uh, performance has quite, had quite an effect on them, didn't it? Um, well, <laughs> uh, it, it, I suppose it would have been a, a few performances that um, it was kind of through the year that they had been oh. looking at what people had been doing. Oh, fantastic. Because I did hear that one in particular had made them cry. Oh, <laughs> there, yeah, there was a man who, who had come up and said that to me. But I'm sure, you know, uh, someone in the audience had cried for each of the women. <laughs> who was saying it. So, so tell me a little bit about the, the Wexford Factory, uh, because as you say there, this is very much a, an organisation, a programme to help you improve at this stage of your career. Tell us a little bit about how that works and how you got involved in that. So um, the Wexford Factory is a young artist programme. It goes over two years. So this is my second and final year on the programme. Um, and these young artist programmes are all around the world. Um, and they're kind of like a gap between college mm-hmm. and being a fully fledged professional, air quotes, um, because we are technically now professional singers, but there is like another step up from where we are. Um, and... What we do is we, uh, this is spaced over two weeks Mm -hmm. uh, in one year and two weeks in the next year. And then we're involved with the productions in Wexford. Last year, we had our own production for the factory artists. And this year, we have our own production for the factory artists, as well as some people being involved in the main stage productions, uh, which I play Tatiana in Le Bourge, um, which is so exciting because you're working with all of these amazing people um, uh, and you get to work with them every day and they give you tips and you learn from them. Um, but in the actual factory or the Young Artist Programme uh, part of it, we get coached every day um, and we work with really, really top-notch singers. Uh, I actually last year got to work with Ermin Yaho, who is my favourite singer. Oh, that must um, be nice. I was so starstruck. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'd be the same if something like that happened. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and where does it all begin for you? Because uh, I think you you started out with the fantastic Lords Youth Choir in in Drogheda. But were, were you singing from like a very young age? How did sort of the the love for it come about? And how did your parents realise? Hang on a minute, this kid can sing. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I started off at probably two years old singing Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. Love it. Um, I always loved music. I just feel something through it that I don't feel anywhere else, in anything else that I've experienced. But I kept singing. I would sing at family events. I never really sang in the public eye until I joined uh, the Lord's Youth Choir, uh, which is run by Jackie Walsh. Amazing woman. Uh, Jackie Walsh mm-hmm. and Sean Walsh. They're amazing. Um um, and I was kind of just one of the the singers there. And one Christmas I auditioned for um, a solo. And uh, Jackie was kind of like, oh, I didn't know we had this voice here. And uh, from then on, it was just like solos every Sunday. Um, and that kind of took a lot of the fear out for me. But that mm. was the height of what I was doing until... I found opera 
um, I found it on YouTube. I just clicked into a video that I thought looked very interesting. It was Natalie Doucet from uh, French Soprano. Mm -hmm. And in the space of six months, I watched everything that she had done. Uh, mm -hmm. I was obsessed. I didn't know what she was singing about. I didn't really know what opera was. I didn't mm. know it was like big, huge musical theatre productions. But I just copied her and my mum heard me singing and she said, there's a place up in Dublin called the Royal Irish Academy of Music, which I'd never heard of. Um, and I was really scared. Uh, I just didn't think I belonged. Um, I kind of felt like Billy Elliot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know, I understand. Um, but I auditioned and I got the access course there because I had never had singing lessons and and they wanted to see if I could do it. So I did that and then I did the BA and the Masters um, and it was wonderful and they're wonderful there. Uh, I, I wasn't out of place. There was lots of people who were um, as inexperienced as I was starting off there and it, that's where it kind of took off and I just knew that's what I had to do. Yeah, um, and, and I got the love bug for, for oh, being on stage. It 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 so shows, and like it's so funny to hear you say that because the highlight of my year is when you perform with the Drada Male Voice Choir at Christmas time. Uh. And I, my daughter's also in the choir as well, in the Lord's Youth Choir. So it's just, when I heard hear you perform in that show, it's just like, oh my God, you know, so just stunning. So to hear that you felt inexperienced is, is so, so strange because you're just this amazing talent. Is it important for you as well to kind of come back home and to do those kind of performances anytime you can? Uh, yes. Um, I, like whenever I'm asked to do anything... I think there's only one time that I actually wasn't available for something, but mm. I always say yes. I love coming home to Drada. Um, I don't get home enough, though, um, just with, you know, things are really taking off for me, which is fabulous. Super, yeah. Um, and I do live in Manchester as well. Um, but I I really enjoy singing with everybody and they, they get to see my growth and, yeah. and they're so complimentary and so supportive and... You know, that's where I started out and I won't I won't forget it. Oh, completely. And, you know, you're back now, as we say, with the Wexford Festival Opera. It's beginning at the end of this month. I mean, this is the cream of the crop of, of festivals to be involved in. Tell us about your performances. You, you hinted to some of it there. Tell us what, who you're going to be performing and what you're going to be doing. Uh, so, I, uh, in the Young Artist Opera, uh, which is uh, L'Italiana in Algeri, uh, uh, which is by Rossini, I am playing uh, Elvira. Uh, it is triple cast. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit unusual, but um, uh, it's fun because you get to learn off each other. So triple cast means there's three of us doing yeah. the one role. We'll all get a night each. Amazing. Um, and that's the Young Artist Opera. And then I am Tatiana in Le Bruges by Elanger. Uh, it's never been recorded. It's never been performed in recent days. Oh, wow. Um, so that's what Wexford is known for. They like they bring out something that's absolutely stunning, and you're like, why did this disappear? Why did this disappear? Yeah. Music, you know. So um, uh, Rosetta is fantastic at making sure that uh, old things come back to life. Oh, so important. And then I yeah. um, there's a, a company opera, Janaskiki, uh, very famous opera. Uh, just a one-act opera by Puccini, and I am one of the Nellas. Oh. Um, and it's actually been translated into English. Um, 
I think that one's been sold out. People are really, really interested in that one. And it's got people from the Wexford community acting in it, which is so lovely. Oh, amazing, yeah. Um, yeah, I love doing stuff like that where it's not the general norm of, yes. of opera and, you know, you get to meet people you would never meet and they're so interested and... Yeah, yeah, and it opens it up to a wider audience as well. Absolutely, and I believe exactly. this year the, the the theme is kind of around women and the war and that sort of stuff. Yes, women and war is the theme, which is really cool theme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it shows all the different aspects of how women are affected by war or involved in war. Mm-hmm. You know, um, supporting the men who are off fighting, actually fighting, um, you know, picking up the pieces and and kind of being the backbones of the society, um, you know, uh, sure, the men were all fighting, but the women were holding the countries together, you know. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love that they've shone a spotlight on that, absolutely. Now, you know, you've got a lot going on there, Hannah, but will you get a chance to watch any of the other stuff? Because, I mean, oh my God, oh, it's crammed I in. I go and see everything. <laughs> Last year, like, I was there, like, almost waving a flag, like, watching everything, because we do get to go into them all for free. <laughs> as young artists. Um, but the, the standard of the productions here, if, if people do get a chance to come down to Wexford and and just experience the festival. It's, the whole town is lit up. The shops have, like, murals painted on their windows in support of the festival, and they're so proud. It's it's, it's really a little gem. Like, if you've not experienced it, it's it's magic. Yeah. It really is, and I really encourage people to, to come down and, and, and see an opera. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, love, really, I really do. I love that the town gets so invested in it. That's fantastic. But look, I'm wishing you the very, very best of luck in this. I know you're going to be absolutely outstanding and continued success with the rest of your career. And thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sinead. 24th of October until November 5th, wexfordopera.com for more detailed tickets. Uh, And Hannah, of course, is going to absolutely shine in all of the roles that she will be performing there. The 11 to 1 show. I was chatting to Hannah O'Brien there just before the break and she says I forgot to mention my parents so I have to give them a shout out Caroline and Martin O'Brien she says uh, her love of music comes from her dad always listens to music even opera and she says her mum is the reason that she got into the Royal Irish Academy of Music she did everything to make sure I got there they are my biggest fans so there you go delighted to give a shout out to Caroline and Martin O'Brien O'Brien proud parents of Hannah fantastic talent that she is now we're going to be going back in time and to one of my most favourite film franchises of all time oh yeah back to the 60s and Dr No today in the Northeast Update LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows Senator Windows products will help you create a secure comfortable energy efficient home you're proud of call 0818 7 yeah on this day 1962 Dr No the first James Bond film based on the novel by Ian Fleming starring Sean Connery and Ursula Andress has its premiere in London and today is World Teachers Day it aims to raise awareness of the importance of the role played by teachers all over the world the responsibility for educating future generations is not a light one by any means so show your support to these important people on Teachers Day LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows creating the perfect home is a journey let us guide you visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms discover more at senatorwindows.ie 
Keep on moving. News at 12 is on the way, but still to come, a beautiful business that was inspired by the power of giving. I'm going to meet the founder of Heart to Home, and I'll have your TV recommendations as well. The 11 to 1 show. The 11 to 1 show. Double the competitions today. I have a great prize for horse racing fans. All the details on the way after George Ezra. MFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. George Ezra, blame it on me. Now it's double the competitions today. Yeah. And I'm giving you the chance to win a bumper bundle. This is all with compliments of Fairy House Racecourse. They're celebrating the return of the jumps this Saturday, October 7th. And what are they giving us? Well, it's a Return of the Jumps Bumper Bundles prize worth over €60. Okay, so it's admission tickets, race card, €5 tote bet voucher, drink voucher, food voucher. Okay, so we've got a pair of these up for grabs today. And all you have to do is give me the name, right? So it's the correct name, okay, of this famous racehorse. So is it A, Tiger Roll, or is it B, Tiger Soul. So is it Tiger Roll or Tiger Soul? What is the correct one? A or B to 086 1800 658 with your own details added on to it. And that is all with thanks to Fairy House Racecourse celebrating Return of the Jumps this Saturday. Exciting national hunt races featuring Ireland's leading trainers and jockeys. So if you would like that prize, it's very, very simple. A or B. 086 658 Now time to check in with the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. RuPaul has announced his new memoir, The House of Hidden Meanings. He said that writing this book left him gooped, gagged and stripped raw. Here's how he announced the book. After two and a half years, it's finally here. My memoir, I'm so excited and so anxious at the same time because I really reveal so much of myself. You know, this world today, is it's, it feels so hostile. It's such a scary place to be vulnerable in. Drew Barrymore is still in hot water. The head writers of The Drew Barrymore Show are reportedly refusing to return. That's after Barrymore's attempt to resume the show during the writers' strikes. Anne Hathaway says we should all support independent films. She's in a new indie comedy called She Came to Me. I kind of got spoiled growing up in the 90s, so it was something that you just did. You went to the movies and you cared about emerging filmmakers and you kept track of what was new and what was different. So, you know, I got to see Quentin Tarantino come on the scene. And now he's such a fixture in our culture, but it's important to remember that there was once upon a time we didn't know who he was. And um, and that, those filmmakers, uh, you know, they're still out there. They're still emerging. And and it's really exciting to be in a space like this where, I don't know, we get to be, all be here to celebrate the spirit of that. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, it's fantastic to see stars like Anne Hathaway championing and supporting independent films. Now, I just want to let you know, Louth and Monaghan Memory Cafe, it is on the second Tuesday.
Tuesday of every month. This is run by the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland and the next one is next Tuesday, 5.30pm in Trada Lodge and the speaker is Michael Marr from Mars Total Health Chemist. So the cafe provides a welcoming space for people living with dementia, their family, friends and social and healthcare professionals to meet, exchange ideas and learning. So that is happening next Tuesday in Trada Lodge at 5.30pm. There's Bill Withers, lovely day in LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, inspired by her grandmother's giving nature, my next guest set up her business in lockdown. And three years on, she's going strong and was nominated as a Goss.ie Businesswoman of the Year. We're going to meet Lisa Walsh. She's founder of Heart to Home. We're going to chat to her next. The 11 to 1 show. Inspired by her grandmother to give back to the community, my next guest identified a gap in the market during COVID, which would help connect friends and family during trying times. And so Heart to Home, a care box service for elderly people was set up. So it's three years on, the business is going from strength to strength. And just recently, this lady has been nominated for a Goss.ie Woman of the Year Award. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by founder of Heart to Home, Lisa Walsh. She's from Dunboyne County Meath. How are you getting on, Lisa? I'm good, Sinead, yeah, thanks. Great to have you on the programme. Congratulations on this fantastic nomination. You must have been absolutely thrilled to be recognised by Goss.ie in this way. Yeah, Sinead, thanks a million. Um, to be nominated for Local Business Woman of the Year was just fantastic. I really couldn't believe it. Like, there were awards for so many incredible, like, inspirational women making huge differences to so many lives. So for me to be included amongst them was truly an honour. Like, I'm still, even now, still in awe of some of the women nominated for recognition. Like, it was just so humbling to sit and listen to their stories and achievements. I really met some of the most selfless and passionate people I've ever encountered. I definitely had imposter syndrome in the days leading up to the event, but (laughs) I'm very grateful for the judges for choosing me as a finalist. Oh, and I think everyone goes through that imposter syndrome at some point or another. And I think when somebody is, you know, setting up a business, kind of particularly like yourself on your own, you're juggling a lot, that little voice does creep in every now and again. But absolutely, you completely deserved to be there. And and it's fantastic to be recognised. But but take me back, Lisa, because the idea for Heart to Home was very much inspired by your own grandmother. Yes, the wonderful Ellen, uh, though she was fondly known as Nelly in the family, which she would be utterly disgusted if I've just said it loud on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like everyone, the deaths of COVID, it just brought about such a hard time, especially for families and in particular around visiting and caring for older parents and grandparents. Like it was so conflicting. Part of you just wanted to attempt breaching that five or 10 kilometer rule but the other yeah. part of you was terrified you'd catch or worse yet bring a deadly disease into them it was just so unknown but the trouble was like our older relatives still needed the same care mm-hmm. so for me my gran lived in Beaumont and I guess it didn't matter what way the crow flew I don't think I'd have managed to convince any guard at a checkpoint it was within the five kilometers <laughs> yeah. so I started to post things to her in a box you know things that I knew she'd need on a daily basis like denture tablets and then when COVID really dragged out, it turned me into posting items that would typically be for the longer term, like nail varnish mm. or things to keep her entertained, like knitting or small painting kits. I love that. I love that you sort of, this is kind of, you were thinking about her and no doubt those care packages brought her such joy when she received them. Yeah, well, they probably weren't as great. Um 
great back then. She was kind of getting, you know, just the idea version, whereas now we definitely have tailored them a bit a bit better for people. So, th- so this is where the, the idea kind of was born from. So bring me back to kind of the early days. Was it hard to source the products? I mean, because, you know, you're launching in a lockdown in the midst of this pandemic, like it was challenging enough with that, but it was it hard to kind of get the supplies and the products? Um, so sourcing wasn't too bad an issue, but the delivery times were definitely something that were hard to gauge. Yeah. Like it was very difficult to forecast the amount of products that we would need within a time frame. Um, and then, you know, we were trying to keep our stock rationalised. And looking back, we definitely had less choice of some products than we would now. And then the biggest thing was we were quite apprehensive about any restrictions the government would introduce throughout mm-hmm. each wave. Because any restriction on things like, you know, the number of items you could buy at any given time in a supermarket, that definitely acted as a catalyst for a period of panic buying. So, for example, I mean, like we woke up one morning to toilet roll being the newest, hottest product. Oh, yeah. But Thankfully, we don't include toilet roll in our care boxes. But like if we did, we'd have been in trouble. Yes. So you were kind of, there was this panic buying going on. So absolutely, I can understand the the, the stress with that. Were those the only challenges or were there unexpected challenges that you faced along the way when setting up initially? Um, So we had made the initial decision to be e-commerce only. Mm -hmm. So, you know, well, I mean, lockdown forced that we didn't have obviously any other option. But being e-commerce meant we didn't have to be particularly concerned about future lockdowns or, or anything like that. So the website was always available to customers 24-7. And then on Post were fabulous and they continued to deliver in spite of what was happening. So you, so as you say, everything was exclusive online. So I can imagine a service like this just became so invaluable for, for people that were unable to collect, connect with loved ones, as you kind of described yourself, particularly those that were living in nursing homes. Yeah, we were hoping that would be the case when we started out. And as it transpired, it thankfully appears so. Like We grew so much faster than we ever anticipated. Um, I think an extensive lockdown was the driving factor. Like People still wanted to care at the same level for their loved ones in the nursing homes, but it was very limiting in terms of what one could do. So our service, we found, was giving the reassurance that things like toiletries, fresh nightclothes or handkerchiefs or even magazines like Ireland's Own were all being received by those in the homes as they would have from their families pre-COVID. Okay, and, and you mentioned some of them there and I've got a fantastic image actually on uh, Twitter at the moment. People can check it out on LMFM Twitter. You can see the box there. But tell us about the care package. Uh, what sort of things were people sending? So we have eight different boxes to choose from. They are all gender specific and they range from general items, toiletries and clothing. Um, a box that's one of the favourites is the entertainment box. So that has things like small art kits, knitting supplies, um, pack of cards, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, our most popular box though, is definitely the monthly subscription box. So that's smaller in size. Um, it provides all the necessities that need to be replenished on a more regular basis. So things like the razors, toothpaste, lip balm, um, we always team that around current seasons and holidays. So I do like to try and have a bit of fun with those ones because, you know, we have regular customers. We get to know their likes and dislikes so we can tailor within reason to their requests. It gives me a bit of scope to be creative with it. Yeah, completely. And that's so nice uh, that it's every month so that the person who's receiving it will expect this and it's kind of like a nice little bit of um, joy that's coming to them every month. And what I love about this as well, like you are so hands-on, like you custom write the notes in lovely handwriting for people. 
Yeah, okay, so I have to admit, I can't take the full credit for this one. So <laughs> when I first pitched the idea to Granny, she said it was lovely, but where's the card? Okay. So I'm not sure if she thought it was a full-blown gift. You know, was it something I should have gift-wrapped when I was showing it to her? But it did give me the idea for handwritten notes. Um, like, there's something extra personal about a handwritten note versus a digital one. Like, for me, it gives more of an authentic representation of the sender's feelings and well-wishes. So when it comes to people like our grandparents, for example, you want it to be a heartfelt, sincere gift. And look, like for me, it takes two minutes to sit down and, and write it out. But to see, you know, to see some of the reactions on, on the customers' faces when they open it and read it, it just makes it so, it just makes it so worthwhile. Oh, you're right. I love getting things like cards, handwritten notes. And a lot of people, whether it's guests on the show or just listeners with different things, when they write a card, it just instantly brightens the day. And I have them all yeah. upstairs on a notice board. I collect them all. I absolutely <laughs> love it. But uh, did you worry then when things opened up that like the need might change? Or did you find that there was still that obviously that demand there for this? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, it definitely had us questioning what direction the business would take. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life's new day-to-day activities were resuming. But as everything reopened, so did people's lives. So a huge percentage of our customers are prevented from visiting their relatives due to distance. Of course. Like when you look at the emigration rates, like in the year ending April of this year, there's over 64,000 people have emigrated. Wow. So... Like many of these are leaving with their grandparents or parents already in nursing homes. So I guess no matter where in the world that you're living, like you're always going to care for those at home. Oh, completely. So how, th- things now three years on, I mean, like when you think of it, like how far and how fast time has gone, like do you look back and go, wow, this is what's happening? Like do you celebrate sort of where you are? Um, yeah, I mean, we never really thought reaching the point that it has. Um, we're very grateful. Like, the dynamic of the business has changed. We went from being solely e-commerce, and I had quite a backseat in terms of communication with our customers, mm-hmm. whereas now I love to hand-deliver. I love meeting and familiarizing myself with our customers. Um, I just think it adds sincerity. And, like, even working with the older adults who still live in their own homes has surprised me in so many ways. I just, you know, the intergenerational work has become far more rewarding than I ever imagined it would when we started out. It's definitely an area I overlooked. Oh, yeah, completely. And I've spoken to people in the past that, you know, like that you say, they're working with, say, people of an older generation or reaching out to them in a sort of a friend sort of capacity service, you know, and Mm. like that they say it's so, so rewarding. I should mention as well that you are still, well, at the moment you're on maternity leave, but during the startup of this, you were working full time as an accountant. You know, I mean, you've got smallies at home. What's that (laughs) juggle been like? I'm winging it. Anything I say after this is only just to sound good, but I'm winging it. No, look, it's very important. Like, I don't mind working a lot, but when I'm home, I do try to be intentional about being present. Like, I have to be so careful because I find it so easy to let my workday run into my family time, especially having my own business. Um, So there are times when I have to force myself to unplug and phones are discarded. Mind you, I say that, but my husband's probably listening and he's probably like, yeah, she sits there on Instagram. But <laughs> it's for research purposes. She needs to do this. I totally, I totally relate to that. Absolutely. But mentioning your husband as well, we should give him a little bit, a tiny bit of the spotlight just for a second, least, because yeah, it was him, him who nominated you, which was lovely. It was, it was. And it's actually kind of funny for us. 
Like we've always been quite fond of a joke on each other and I'm definitely in the lineup for a few paybacks. So <laughs> we were sitting having lunch and his phone rang. So he went off and took the call and came back and he said, Gosh.ie are going to ring you. So I just laughed at him and he was like, No, Lisa, seriously, they're going to ring you. So as he was explaining why, sure enough, my phone rang. So yeah, it was incredible. It's not every day that they, they give you a buzz. But yeah, no, Stephen's a, he's a fantastic support both at home and with the business. So it was very kind and a lovely surprise. Yeah, and it's it's nice. It's really important to have that support absolutely at home and particularly when there's kids and everything involved. And, and as mm. you say, it's it's very 24-7. It can be so hard to, to switch off. So So what are the hopes then for the future of Heart to Home? Like that's the real question. It's just it's developed so quickly. It's hard to forecast where the business is going. Um, a connection has always been at the forefront of what we do. Um, like it's a tough one juggling staying true to yourself and living your life whilst also caring for those that you love. So I mean, Heart to Home is a simple small business, and it's by no means a patch on being able to sit and give a hug or a gift to your own parent or grandparent. But if we can continue to help families stay connected, then we're happy. And I've no doubt as well that Christmas is going to be such a busy time for you as well. No doubt you have kind of Christmassy themed boxes and stuff for people to to, to check out on the website. We will. We will. Everything will be up. And by the end of this month, we'll have our Christmas stuff up. Oh, listen, exciting, even getting in the in the zone of that, absolutely. Well, Lisa, I wish you continued success with this. I think it's fantastic what you've achieved in such a small uh, space of time and in something that was so negative to bring such warmth and positivity to people in the way that you're doing through Heart to Home. I even love the name of this business as well. It's absolutely Thank fantastic. You. But I, I keep going, keep doing what you're doing and I wish you continued success with it. Thank you so much, Sinead. Thank you so much for joining us, Lisa Walsh. There, absolutely fantastic. Isn't it a great idea? Heart2home.ie if you want to find out more information about that. And there's, as Lisa said, there's eight different boxes you can choose from and there'll be festive ones. There's lots of different ways that you can um, you can have a larger box or you can do a subscription. All of the details will be on there, heart2home.ie. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. If you missed details of our competition a little earlier, our Christmas competition, I'll have all the details of that right after Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles in LMFM's 11 to 1. Fairways Hotel in Dundalk. They've announced a fantastic series of Christmas party nights happening December 2nd, 8th and 9th, including a cocktail reception, five-course festive banquet dinner and live music followed by a DJ. The full details on all of this are on fairwayshotel.ie forward slash Christmas. And to celebrate, they've given us brilliant prizes to give away on the show this week. So our daily winner gets a pair of tickets for the Christmas party night of their choice. And then our end of week winner gets a two-night stay with breakfast in any of the Inua Collection hotels. Terms and conditions do apply. So we have a little snippet, one second in fact, of a Christmas song. It's a well-known Christmas number one. And we need you to tell us the name of the song and the name of the artist from our snippet. So here is today's snippet for you. Oh. Oh, do you think you know lots of people getting it today? I'll play it once more for you. There you go. 086-1800-658 for your chance to win. Going to pick a finalist very, very shortly. 
LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Barawadi Motors requires a fuller part-time motor mechanic and screen Tara area for all models of cars, commercial vehicles and Jeeps. To apply, please email Tara at gmail.com. The Castletown Road Post Office in Dock requires a part-time post office assistant. To apply, email your CV to postmaster.castletownroad at gmail.com. PCI Pharma requires general operatives to join their production team at the City North facility at Stamullen. Day shift and night shifts are available. To apply, please email careers hyphen kind of dash dub at pci.com. Don't forget all the details of this jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Portgosh Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie. There's walking on cars with speeding cars on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, a little earlier on, I gave you details of another competition that we're running. Yeah. I'm giving you the chance to win a bumper bundle. It's the return of the Jumps Bumper Bundle, all with compliments of Fairy House Racecourse. They are celebrating the return of the Jumps this Saturday, 7th of October. Exciting national hunt races featuring Ireland's leading trainers and jockeys. And we want to give you the chance to win a Jumps Bumper Bundle. So the prize is worth over €60. Admission ticket, race card, €5 tote bet voucher, drink voucher and food voucher is in the bundle and we have a pair up for grabs all you have to do is tell me which one is the correct name of the famous racehorse is it A. Tiger Roll or is it B. Tiger Soul 086 1800 658 going to be picking a winner of that very very shortly and that's 7th of October this Saturday at Fairy House Racecourse now going to take a quick, quick break and we're going to be back with all of your TV recommendations the 11 to 1 show. We are talking TV now and what could be better than succession star Brian Cox planted in the world of Bond. This is a fantastic new series that's coming to Prime Video. It's called 007 Road to a Million and the new adventure series. Actually, do you know what? Let's let Brian Cox explain what this is about. I put real people into a James Bond adventure to win a million pounds. Million pound, man. What wouldn't you do? Climb the crane? No. Oh, hello. Listen, where can I sign up for this? This looks absolutely fantastic. So you've got Brian Cox. He is the controller. And this series is from the producers of the James Bond film franchise. Nine pairs of ordinary people endure a test of intelligence and heroism to win a million pounds. So (laughs) Brian Cox is going to be monitoring the quest, dictating where they go, what challenges they face and setting their questions, including climbing to a top of a crane, in a kind of a car, like very, very, very cool car. Actually, it's the Aston Martin, it looks like. 
on the speeding along the highway. I mean, this looks absolutely fantastic. It's called 007 Road to a Million. It's going to launch Prime Video uh, on 10th of November. So I'm very early giving you the heads up on that one. Now, moving to tonight at 9pm on uh, Virgin Media, you have a dog called Laura. So uh, this series is Martin Clunes. He sets out to explore the secret lives of guide dogs. So he adopts a retired guide dog called Laura and uh, it follows uh, the, uh, and the, his owner is uh, ja- Jana and the film follows them as she tries to find a replacement for Laura visiting the guide dogs UK national base in uh, Lem- Leamington Spa and it's a place where they can breed up to 1,500 puppies a year while Martin meets some of the people that have serious and challenging responsibilities of getting each dog ready for that role. So it's Guide Dogs and it's called A Dog Called Laura. Tonight Virgin Media at 9pm. Then also on Virgin Media 1 on Sunday, it's back. The Big Big Brother is watching. Yes. The new uh, series has returned. New cast, new presenters and uh, there's a carefully selected housemates from all walks of life taking up resident in the world's most famous TV home. So cameras capturing their every move and the nation can follow every twist and turn as the action plays out under one roof of the iconic Big Brother house. So that's Sunday, 9pm on Virgin Media 1 and they're my top TV picks for you. There's the four of us with Mary. Congratulations, Jackie Banbridge. You are going along to Fairy House with that bumper bundle prize. It was, of course, Tiger Roll, the correct name of the horse. And Gina Dermody, uh, I'm not sure whereabouts in the Northeast you are, but you are winning that pair of tickets to the Christmas party night of your choice in the Fairways Hotel. It was, of course, Wham! And last Christmas. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt, the best in motoring here for you. Hey!